RadioMD. RadioMD.com. You've got questions. Melanie's got answers. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. I'm jumping right in here today. My guest is Marianne Eterno, President of the Government Relations for Guarantee Trust Life Insurance Company in Glenview, Illinois. And we're talking today with Marianne in this series that we've been doing on the Affordable Care Act and insurance in general about vision and dental. So Marianne, the myth has been that dental insurance is not worth it. I'd like you to explain for us about vision and dental insurance. Is it worth it or not? Melanie, that is a great question, and I think it really comes down to individual circumstances. But I will tell you, dental insurance is expensive because dental treatments tend to be pretty expensive. And dental insurance doesn't always cover the things that a person would think it should cover because we're used to major medical insurance. We're used to getting our hospital bills paid for, for the most part, and our doctor bills and getting to go to the um, the local pharmacy and get our prescriptions filled. And dental insurance just works so differently. And I think historically there's a a little bit of background here that I think we need to explore for a second. Dentists are not considered to be a branch of medicine. The, the federal government does not consider really? dentistry. Yep, the federal government. That's why Medicare does not cover dentistry. Medicaid, only a few states um, cover any part of dentistry because historically the government has never considered dentistry to be a branch of medicine. Wow. And you would think, I know, you would think dentists are doctors, but you know what? Dentists go to college, then they don't go to medical school and then do a dentist reg- um, residency the way doctors do when they specialize in something. Dentists go to regular college and then they go to dental school for four years. So they don't do medical school. They're considered doctors of dentistry, but they're not considered medical doctors. Wow. So, okay. So since it hasn't been recognized as a medical profession, that must irk the heck out of all the dentists out You know, there. it doesn't, it doesn't. I think they kind of like it separate. Dentists I've talked to have said, you know what, we don't need to go to medical school because we don't need all that in-depth training on the rest of the body. We have some general training on it, but we really focus all our time on the the head, the teeth, the jaw. And so dentists in four years get everything they would need where a regular medical doctor usually has at least eight years of schooling. So they're pretty good with it, and they also don't want to be bound by the networks that most doctors find themselves in to be covered by insurance payments. So there would be a big reduction in their, um, in their payments if that was the case. Okay, so let's look at the the types of insurance because Humana and Aetna and Delta and all these different dental insurances out there, they offer, I mean, I think that I have a crappy one because it doesn't even cover crowns, but I'm paying $90 a month. And right. I, I mean, for the family of four, it seems like that's just paying for our four, clean, for our, you know, eight cleanings a year, two and for each of us. And yeah, it pays for that. Yep. And it pays a portion of a cavity for the kids. Yep fluoride, but not much else. I feel like, God, can't I do better? And a lot of that is because it was never considered medically necessary. Regular health insurance works off of what is medically necessary. And because teeth used to be treated by barbers before there were dentists, and the dental profession wasn't even recognized as a separate profession until the late 1800s, and until recently, actually until like the last 30 or 40 years, there wasn't really a connection between our dental health and our general health. So things like crowns, braces, those were considered cosmetic and so did not, weren't really considered within the realm of what was a, a medical or a necessary treatment. And I you know we think 
differently about that now. There's been a lot of science and study that has been done that shows the link between the two, but historically it was never there. So dental insurance really needs to kind of come into the 21st century. It still basically just covers cleanings and fillings. So, I mean, so do we bother with it or don't we? Because it seems like filling is, I'm paying 90 bucks a month. And then if you're looking at the cost of a cleaning, maybe it's $100. Does it equal out? What do you tell people when they say, you know, what do I want to look for? How much is enough or too much to pay? I think it depends on the dental insurance you have. Some have become very, you know, very much more um, robust in their treatments, and it depends on your dental health. If you're a person that only gets one cleaning a year and you don't really have any fillings needed and, and that sort of stuff, then dental insurance might not be the best value for you, especially if you are able to fund those treatments yourself. It depends on how much money you've got to spend in your disposable income. And it depends on your dentist, too. I was surprised. I had taken my daughter to a dentist for years, always wondered why it cost so much and the insurance paid so little, only to find out they weren't in our dental network. I thought they were. They weren't in any dental networks. Dentists don't operate the same way doctors do. But if you've got a a big family, if you've got kids who really need to have those cleanings maybe every six months because you want to make sure they have good dental health going forward, dental insurance might be a better value. And pediatric dental insurance is included in Obamacare health plans. Adult dentistry is not, but pediatric dental is now included in part as a part of major medical plans under Obamacare. It is. See, and yeah. I didn't know that. So so getting these clean, wow, so that might change what I'm looking at too. And I hope the listeners are taking note of this. And now what about vision? What's different with that one? Because eye doctors are doctors, aren't they? No. Uh, well, there's, see, there's two different kinds of doctors. There are optometrists and there's ophthalmologists. Ophthalmologists are medical doctors. They go to medical school and then they do their residency in ophthalmology. They are certified to perform surgery on eyes and, and prescribe medications. Optometrists go to regular college and then they go to optometry school. And that just qualifies them to do vision tests, assess your vision, prescribe glasses, those sorts of things. So they do not go to medical school. Most people go to optometrists if they have a vision issue, if they need glasses or contacts. They don't go to an ophthalmologist. So an optometrist will come under your vision insurance, which is usually much less expensive than dental insurance, by the way. But if you go to an ophthalmologist because you have an eye problem that needs medication or needs surgery, that will be covered under your major medical insurance. It will not be covered under vision insurance. Wow. So this is all just so confusing as to whether or not it's now some employers, Marianne, when they offer a good, you know, a good employer sponsored policy, they say and vision and dental are included. Yes. So when you're looking at that, I mean, you just take what you can get. Yep. A lot of a lot of employers will offer it, but not pay for it. So you can get vision and dental insurance. It'll be much less expensive than you if you went to find it yourself, but you're going to pay for the premium. Some employers do cover part of the premium, just like they cover part of the health insurance premium. And that's really your best bet. You could An, an employer-sponsored vision program might cost the employee $4 a month. You can't beat that. Yeah, no, no, that's pretty good. And so when people are looking at all of these, wrap it up for us, because this went way too fast. But the fact is that it's so important to know about dental and vision and what you can get. So what do you advise people when they ask you what to look for? 
Well, I would advise on the vision side, if you know you need glasses and or contacts, get the vision insurance. It doesn't cost very much. It's going to help you with discounts and with covering part of your um exams and things like that with an optometrist. Any medical issues will be covered under your regular insurance anyway. When it comes to dental insurance, really evaluate your ability to pay versus your dental health. And it might be a case where it is worth it to pay that extra to get the dental insurance. Absolutely great advice. And you can see more of Marianne's wonderful advice on the front page of RadioMD.com in the section under the Affordable Care Act. And Gosh, we've just covered so many things in this series, everything in the Affordable Care Act, and she can answer any questions at all. So if you have any more, you can always send them to me, Melanie, at Radio MD, and we will get them to Marianne and have your questions answered. But today was on dental and vision, so look for that one. Share that one with your friends, because that's pretty important, and people don't realize everything Marianne just said. But that's why we have her on. That's why she's the expert. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well. 